dust. Stuff. Antimatter exists. Quantum physics is real. And what's most important is the curiosity you feel. Relativity's how the universe actually works. Whoa. Well, they're all subatomic particles and they're way too small to see. But they make up all the universe. You did it. You made it. You found it. It is episode 200 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. This is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And I am sort of mind blown that this is official episode 200. When I started doing this podcast, I had no plan. And now that I'm here at episode 200, you would think that I had like a great plan, but I just kind of like doing this. So I think I'm I'm just going to keep doing it if that's cool. Um, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to have the support of so many people to do this. Uh, shout out to Beth and Elizabeth and Stephanie and Regina and some of the other PR folks who have, who have found me and sort of helped people be uh, put in my direction. It's amazing to talk to people. It's amazing that I listen to music in the car with my kids and and I feel like I'm listening to a friend of mine and my kids feel like they're listening to friends of theirs and it's amazing. I what can I say? It's cooler than I could have anticipated and I anticipated it being pretty cool. So you might be thinking, well, 200 episodes, that's great. And but like this is the first time I've ever heard it. So what about the other 200 plus several episodes of Good Stuff Sports, obviously? Well, I'm happy to tell you that all of the past episodes of the Good Stuff Kids podcast will be free and likely will always remain free because I'm super indie like that. But everything is free and available on my website, goodstuffpod.com. It's also free and they're all there wherever you get your pods. Are you an Apple Pod person? Are you a Google Pod, a Google Potter? Are you a, I'm not on Spotify. I should say I'm not on Spotify, but like Overcast and Radio Public and Stitcher for show, they're all there. And the nicest thing you could do for your buddy, Mike, who has put in a lot of time and effort to put these together, to talk to all these nice people would be to like, just share it with a friend, like tag a buddy maybe on on social media, I guess. I don't know. You know, what? Like, whatever you're going to do. Are you a Facebooker? Are you a Twitterer? Are you an Instagram Gramazoider? I don't know. Ugh, I, should, I should not give myself free reign to just talk because then I say things like Instagramazoider, which sounds like a super scientific thing, but it's probably not. But I am lucky that on the 200th episode, I got to talk to Marsha Goodman Wood from Marsha and the Positrons. Uh, and we talked a lot about science because she's into science and she writes songs about science and like antimatter and, and, and iron ore and sort of like all kinds of amazing things. And uh, she's got a new record out with her band, Marsha and the Positrons, and it's called Positronic. And the song you just heard is called Positrons. And I mean, I've never really heard a song that shouts out antimatter and quantum physics. So I was, you know, I was totally like fired up to talk to her about this stuff. And it, and it was awesome and amazing to hear from her. And you can hear that whole song, Positrons, at the end of the show. 
So like, what do I do now? Here it is, episode 200. I shouted out some people. I talked about who's going to be on the episode today. Is there anything else for me to share with you, my friends, some of whom I know, some of whom I don't? Uh, just drop me a line, Mike at GoodStuffPod.com. Are you digging it? Just drop me a line. It, it means a lot, you know? It means a lot when that comes through. When I get a little note that says, hey, this is great. I enjoyed it. it seems like you were having fun. It seems like your guest was having fun or whatever it is. Whatever it is that sort of turned your ear. Uh, would love to hear about it. So, you know, that being said, just thanks for listening. That's really the bottom line. Thanks for listening. You have a lot of choices in the podcast world. And if you spent a little time with me, I'm honored and humbled and thrilled and grateful and grateful and grateful and grateful. Here is Marsha Goodman Wood from Marsha and the Prositrons. Enjoy episode 200 of the GSKP. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, kids. Podcast. Good stuff. Good, 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 good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Kids podcast. We got get get we got what 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 good stuff good stuff good. The best. It's the best thing on a Thursday in the uh, the the mid morning to welcome Marsha Goodman Wood from Marsha and the Positrons to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Marsha? I'm good. Thanks. It's great to talk to you. Great to hear from you. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you first of all for reaching out to uh, to talk to me, and I've been listening to your music, and I think we got a lot a lot of ground to cover. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So um, science, (laughs) we're going to talk about science. It's going to be great. Um, Let's do that. Yes. Let's talk about science. (laughs) So, so before we, before we dive into, to this latest record and and to the band, um, uh, what's a little bit of your, your musical background? Like what, when did you discover your love for music and, you know, take us back a little bit. Okay, so uh, so I've been singing as long as I can remember, and I did like you know children's theater and choir and all that kind of stuff as a kid, um, and I've always kind of had music alongside of uh, everything else that I've been doing, which included studying science. So I I was actually uh, in grad school for cognitive neuroscience, <laughs> which is um, studying the brain, uh-huh. and. Um, at some point when I was in my grad school, I kind of realized, you know, I'm not sure if I want to sort of continue on this path and get my PhD and um, become a professor and maybe I want to pursue music. So I finished my master's and the day that I sent in my master's thesis, I bought a guitar <laughs> and started taking guitar lessons. Um, and uh, I had taken, I, I 
played other instruments as a kid. I used to play violin and cello, and I played clarinet in the band and uh, and always sang. Um, but I wanted to be able to accompany myself. So it's kind of nice that those those skills from violin and cello kind of transfer to the guitar because you're you know working with your left hand doing fingering and you're moving your right hand um, you know with the guitar strumming and of course with the violin and cello bowing. So um, so I picked it up pretty quickly. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm like a, a, an expert guitar player, uh, but it's serviceable for me to be able to like accompany myself. Um, uh-huh. And uh, so, so um, that was how I got into playing guitar. And uh, uh, and I started also writing songs around that time. I didn't really uh, know that I was a songwriter before that. I did like to write, and I liked poetry, and um, and sort of enjoyed writing, but hadn't thought of myself as a songwriter. And then my first song came to me, and I, you know, kind of went with that and decided, you know, maybe I want to pursue this music thing. And for a while I was singing um, jazz and blues, um, which I I loved uh, singing those like classic jazz and blues um, songs and, um, and was performing with that and kind of enjoyed the audience's response to my singing. So that kind of gave me some encouragement to, to keep going. Um, And then, uh, it's sort of a windy path. Right? No, it's it's the, but that's like that's the but, fascinating part. Like what gets us to where we are, right? So yeah, keep going, keep going. Right, this is great. Right. And uh, so uh, so like let's flash forward a little bit, and then um, I uh, had my first child. So I'm this was a few years later, um, and I, when when I was taking guitar lessons, that was actually when I lived in the Boston area, and my guitar teacher was a um, a graduate of Berklee School of Music. So I feel like I actually only took a year of lessons, but my teacher was really great. And I felt like I, I kind of like picked up all those basics from him. And then uh, a few years later, I had my first child and the the kid songs started coming. So I would just sing to her all the time. And, um, and my first song that, um, that I wrote for kids was the spinach and carrot song, which is on my first CD. And if, if you listen to that, you'll like hear there's sort of that jazzy influence there. Um, and then, uh, and, uh, and my cousin asked me to, to play at her son's uh, preschool birthday party. And I was like, well, I don't really have any kid songs. So I kind of <laughs> <laughs> wrote it. Yeah, I, I was like, well, what should I do? So I wrote him a birthday song and uh, played a couple of other songs. And that was like when my daughter was just a baby. Um, and then it sort of grew from there. Um, and when my, my own daughter was three, um, it was time for her to have her birthday celebration at preschool. And I didn't know at the time that uh, typically for the birthday celebrations, you just bring in some pictures and, and talk about, um, talk about your, your child. Um, but I was like, well, shall I bring my guitar and sing some songs? And the teacher was like, sure, that sounds great. And, uh, and so I wrote her a birthday song and I did three is a magic number and uh, a couple of other songs, maybe one other song. And, um, I think sort of my, my natural instinct was to get the kids singing along. And, um, uh, and so that they, they really responded well. to that. And then I ended up getting recruited to teach at the school. So I did a training program and started teaching preschool music and the kids songs started coming from there. Um, so the one, one, um, one day, the my this was um, at this point I already had another child, <laughs> uh-huh. and so my son was uh, was telling me about how in in his class they were learning about penguins, and uh, he would tell me all these facts about penguins. And did you know that I'm almost as tall as an emperor penguin? And they had measured themselves and looked at different. You know, I was getting all these facts. So 
that ended up turning into the Penguin song, which is also on that first record. Yeah. And um, and then I just, you know, a lot of my songs ended up coming from um, conversations with my kids or conversations with my students. And I was teaching preschool music and also um, that developed into teaching drama at the same school. Um, and then they, they added two-year-old classes, so I started teaching the two-year-olds. And then they decided to cut the music program. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, so, you know, at the, of course, at the time, I was uh, was not happy about that. But, you know, one door closes, another door opens, right? So I mm-hmm. um, started teaching my own baby and toddler music classes. And at that point, I had a collection of songs. And I, and I thought, well, let me keep going with this. And I had started performing. Somebody asked me to perform at a birthday party or at a, you know, uh, event at the park and what have you. So it had started, I had started playing out my my original songs too and had developed my repertoire of covers and things like that and um and then uh and i was expecting my third child (laughs) and i decided well i better record what i've got um otherwise it's going to be five years before i make another record (laughs) Uh and so uh so i was actually when i made the first record i was nine months pregnant and i was like two weeks away from delivery (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> recorded the whole record in in one day um with my amazing producer who um who has never done a kids record never done kids records other than mine um he's an indie rock guy and um his name is tg lipple and he's amazing um and so i went in and did like all the um vocals and guitar and uh he did the rest and for the first record um and, you know, it, so it was like my estimate was that it would be five years before I made another record. And here we are. My my little guy is now seven. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was about six years before I started recording. And then it took a little bit longer because in the meantime, I started uh, playing a lot more. My uh, I had grown into a band. And so now I'm where Marsha and the Positrons. And um, I I have done some I've continued doing some teaching. But um, at the moment, I'm not doing any teaching Sort of have um, done some different things. Over the over the years, I uh, directed plays and um, ha- actually wrote um, some music for some some musicals wow. <laughs> and done some other other side projects, which uh, which haven't I haven't done anything with those. Those were just productions for like our um, our elementary school, and then I I do like the elementary school talent show. I produce that and run that every year. Wow. <laughs> so I'm kind of in the in the thick of that right now. Ah. <laughs> we're just sending out emails for that before i before you called ah yeah that's <laughs> and, uh that's um, a that's a, a big deal to coordinate that talent show right, right. i know that that's a big you deal know, when you have yeah when you have kids you 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 know you got to do all that thing all that and and i really um believe in uh in in sort of giving kids opportunities to play and perform and so you know i that's that's something that's a passion of mine to um, encourage kids to to find their voice and get up on stage and to be you know brave and do their thing. So um, I, I really um, am happy to be able to do that, even though it's sort of it always is in the midst of when you're trying to book for summer shows. Right, <laughs> there's right. always a lot of other stuff going on at the same time. Um, but I did make, finally make it back into the studio last year, and um, I'm excited to have this new record out. And um, you know, it, it has more songs about science and how the world works, and uh, and a lot of those songs also came out of conversations or questions from my kids or my students. And um, and uh, I don't know what else. Uh, well, I, I mean, I think that's, I think, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of other stuff will come out through the course of, of just getting to know the music a little bit. So I think that like, 
the there there's a tie here between the name of the band, the Positrons, the name of the record, Positronic, and then the song that I you know. So there there was two back to back that I really um I really thought were were really clever. I mean they're all really clever, right? There's <laughs> there's a lot going on here, but um yeah so the the song Positrons like. There is a significant amount of scientific lingo that happens in this song, which is which is great. And I was like, oh, I, I remember this stuff. But so like, I, you know, I, I we're, the song people should listen to and, and hear it. But like, what are the, the concepts? Right. This is what I'm curious about as a total non-science. person. Yeah. What are the concepts that you're talking about in this song? Well, so for that song, um, you know, the, the band, I liked the idea of calling us the Positron because we're all about like sort of positive messages and, um, you know, uh, and, and science at the same time. So when I came up with the, I, with the idea for the band name, I was like, well, let me look up and make sure I'm, you know, what I'm talking about. And um, positrons are actually like this sort of um, lesser known particle. You probably didn't cover it in high school science. Right. <laughs> probably only covered it if you studied physics out, like advanced physics somewhere, because they're, uh, they, until last year, they were only a theoretical particle that was found in black holes. Last year, they actually um, replicated in a lab their existence. So, uh, so we now have proof that they can exist, but but at that time they were only a theoretical particle, and I felt like okay, this is sort of complicated science, and I <laughs> I, I owe it to the parents to um, to explain what it is. So when the kids are like, hey, what's a positron? And and you're like, well, we didn't actually cover that in my science classes, so well, I don't know. <laughs> I figured I'd explain it. So I I um, wanted to like distill that information into something that was like easy to understand. And so I you know I looked it up and fact checked it, and then I actually sent the lyrics. To uh, two friends of mine who are NASA scientists, one one works at NASA and one was a consultant for NASA, oh, wow. and um, and and I wanted to make sure that uh, that I had gotten the language right because you know uh, as a scientist you know we, you always want to be like precise with your language and I feel like kids are absorbing everything so it's really important to uh, to like teach them correctly because if I told them the wrong thing then they would sort of that would stick in their brains forever yeah. <laughs> and then you know they would have this wrong idea so I wanted to to fact check it and make sure that it was uh that it was right and it's funny um at my at my cd release show there was a woman there who was a uh, who's a physicist and she she was you know busy taking care of her kids and listening she said you know when you said in the song um that the positron a positron turns into a gamma ray is that what you know is that what you said and I said yeah and she said well I'm sorry to tell you, but it's actually two gamma rays. And I said, well, actually, I said, when a positron meets an electron, each tip turns into a gamma ray. So I, I'm like, yeah, I got that. Wow. <laughs> so that is. It's funny how, like, the highest, the highest, right? <laughs> the highest level conversation at a family music concert that has ever happened for <laughs> sure. So you, you talk about, you talked about matter in the song, right? Like, so, I mean, just teach me. You're teaching me right yes. now. Keep yeah. teaching me. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, uh, that the part in the chorus where it's antimatter exists, uh, that's sort of also like a sort of higher higher level concept, but it's uh, uh, was something that uh, my one of the scientists who I fact checked it with had had commented, and so I felt like that was a uh, important uh, fact to put in there. So I try to make sure. That um, that you know what the information that I'm putting in the songs is is accurate. Yeah, totally. And so um, you know, and and for like several of the songs, you know, I I went back and you know read up and made sure that 
<laughs> that what I was putting in the song was correct, like the giant and colossal squid song. I fact-checked that one. Yeah. Uh, even the penguin song back in the first record, you know, went in, you know, there's there's facts in there about, you know, the little blue is the smallest and the emperor penguin is the tallest. And you know, made sure that I was that I was imparting, like, correct information because I think it's fun to... Um, to teach kids about science in a different kind of way and to get them excited about maybe a topic that they hadn't thought about before. Uh-huh. And I sometimes get these stories from from parents that, um, you know, we were listening to your Jupiter song and then we looked up, you know, Jupiter's moons and we were, you know, we had this conversation at the breakfast table and I was like, I love that, that it's sort of, you know, sort of encouraging these different kind of conversations and getting kids to think about science in a fun way. And, you know, when we're at my shows, you know, we're just, we're dancing like aliens and we're dancing like <laughs> astronauts, but we're also, but they're also learning something, right? Right. So, well, um, totally. So I, 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 it's fun for me to be able to, um, to get kids excited about science in that way. And I think we need that these days a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so that's, you know, one of my, um, one of my passions also to, to get, to get people um, having fun with science. Yeah. I, I think, I, Oh, that's so interesting. Does it, does, um, <laughs> Does this, how does this, I guess like how, I've like my, a lot of things happening in my brain right now, (laughs) Um, like trying to, trying to like understand antimatter, but also want to ask like a a really like topical question. Like, so how does this science and like this emphasis on science in the music and, you know, um, how does it, you know, cause I imagine that your stage show is really, really fun. I can tell you that you have the, like great energy to do this and it's super engaging for kids but how does how does science mix in with that particular thing right so if i'm going to see marcia and the positrons tell me is there something is there a connection to like actually i don't know i don't even know how to ask the question like what's the science in the show i guess is the easiest way to say it yeah, I mean, I sort of, uh, I always mix it up at my shows. Um, you know, sometimes I perform for really young kids, and, and some of the material is a little bit over their heads. So yeah. um, usually at my shows, we sort of focus on um, finding something that we can sing along to or dance along to in each of the songs. And um, and I don't do all of the science um, at those shows, um, but, but sometimes I do programs for like elementary schools or for libraries uh, or for families for all ages. And then we can mix in both the dancing and singing along, but anyone who's like able to, to process the science is getting that, that science content as well. So yeah. um, I usually mix it up. Um, and, and you'll notice that like all of I, I, the topics that I cover are sort of broad and that's mostly because, um, you know, my, my background isn't in astronomy or anything, right. but I find that stuff to be really interesting. And so if we end up, you know, if I end up having a conversation with my kids about something that's going on and then we might, I might, it might um, give me an idea for a song and then I'll follow that up and look up the facts and sort of see what, what makes sense to put into a song from that um, with, that goes along with whatever um, melody idea or lyric idea. I've yeah, had. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I feel like, you know, having that um, getting to touch on different topics is a fun way to sort of explore science. So, you know, that maybe will lead someone to, to an interesting place or an interesting conversation at home. Um, uh, Like the Pluto song, for example, um, I think that just came out of a conversation. It was sort of topical um, that Pluto was, was, getting re you know reclassified from a planet to a dwarf planet yeah and, how dare um, they how dare they <laughs> <laughs> and then that got me kind of 
like, you know, you know, oh, how how Pluto might feel. And then I, <laughs> I like um, telling that story and sort of telling it from that perspective of, you know, how Pluto might feel and yeah. that we don't need to be defined by our labels. <laughs> ah, so many messages. That's great. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I like being able to sort of like make that uh, sort of human connection with the science. So I don't, um, I don't go, I don't aim to write a song that, well, I'm going to teach you about this topic. Right. Um, it just, whatever comes, you know, it, it comes as it comes. <laughs> and, um, and I, and I, I feel like it's important to sort of make sure I find that fun in it. And also what's that, what's the human connection? Yeah. You know, what's that like positive message that I can, um, can share with the song as well. Yeah. And, and I love that. Like, uh, you know, you're, you're learning as you go, you know, like you, you're, you're, you sort of become like a, uh, a, a sort of modified expert on the subject matter. Like, you know, you can talk about positrons, you can talk about penguins knowledgeably, and then you can also translate that to be, um, you know, uh, understandable for, for a family audience. And that's a really like very, very cool gift. Um, I also want to thank you for, for being able to answer that question because I don't even think I actually made sense with the words I was using. So you picked it out and you really made that happen. So I, I, well, I think and, and like for some of it, I don't, I don't have like the expert knowledge. Like I, I probably couldn't say anything more about antimatter than what I've already said, <laughs> but, I could look, but I would look it up and, yeah. and try to understand it. And I suppose like what, what I find, you know, understandable and interesting, if I understand that I can, I can share what I understand and right. then, you know, we can go from there or, or, you know, like there's probably some like brilliant child who's listening to it and he'll like look it up and then maybe they'll become a physicist and, right. and teach us all a little bit more about antimatter in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was just thinking that I'm like, there is definitely kids that are going to, you know, hear your music and they're going to learn about Pluto and they're going to, you know, that's going to set them on a path in a way. Right. Or like right. enhance their path, um, which is really, uh, really, really cool. So I, another example, I think of this, you know, sort of this theme of, you know, you finding a subject matter and it sounds like it's all pretty natural. You know, you don't just like open the encyclopedia or, you know, I guess in these days, like randomly click on Wikipedia <laughs> and like find something. So, so for the song, or I thought that was really cool. Like yeah. I learned a lot in that. So, so how did that one come to be? Okay. So that was a really funny um, story. Uh, so that one, there's this conference where um, all the kindy musicians get together called KindyCom. Mm -hmm. And I was at that conference having a conversation with Billy Kelly um, who had recently put out the Trees album with Molly Ledford, which is an amazing record. And I don't know if you're familiar with that one, mm -hmm. but I love that record. And we were we were chatting about his record, about their record. Uh, Molly wasn't there uh, during the conversation, and uh, and he said he he said that uh, Molly had made a joke when they were recording that the next record was going to be about ore, and that they were <laughs> they were going to do a theme record about ore, and you know, <laughs> that that was like just sort of a, a, a you know passing comment that he made, but. Um, that was at the very end of the conference. And then I had like a three and a half hour drive home. And that, that comment kind of kept rolling around in my head as I was driving. And uh, the or song came to me, like almost the whole song wow. <laughs> came to me as I was driving. So I was like, you know, trying to remember what I was, uh, what I had thought of. And with like, when there was a uh, red light or whatever, uh, would record <laughs> into my yeah. phone. And, and then I set it aside for a while. Um, and then when I was getting ready to, uh, to make the record, you know, came back to it. And, um, and I think at that point I added in like the na 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 chorus, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I had had the rest of it and, and, you know, tweaked the lyrics a little bit, but, uh, it just, it just came to me, um, you know, as I was driving a lot of times I'll, I'll get 
you know, song uh, lyrics and melody will come together and it'll be when I'm either like driving or like doing the dishes, <laughs> just doing something else. And then, the, you know, kind of comes to me and I'll sort of be thinking about something and, uh, and then the, that's how the songs come to me. Awesome. So, um, and then later on I'll go and, you know, look back, you know, write it down and, and finish it up or, yeah. or, you know, look up the facts or whatever, depending yeah. on what the, what the topic is. Um, but yeah, and I don't know, it just seemed like a fun, um, it started off as ore in the ground, and then you know I thought about all the different uh, ores, uh-huh. <laughs> so it became a song about you know homonyms and uh, and with with the dance element in it. So you it's, know that's great. <laughs> of course, it's so clever, so clever. Again, <laughs> like, like so many, yeah, like you do. So many layers. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, so, but th- then there's another side of the, of the band and, and of you like alien in an ambulance, which is like, I don't know, like a rock opera kind of thing. I, I mean, you know, like <laughs> that's, it's, so uh, how does a song like that come to be in, 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 and maybe it's in a different way than positrons or the, or song, you know, it well, seems so that one there's be- other voices on it too. Right. So maybe this is a good time to talk a little bit about the band. Yeah. So, okay. So that one, um, that one came out of uh, out of the mouth of my two year old. So we were driving uh-huh. on the highway, and he he saw an ambulance. And this was he was he was two, so he wasn't like uh, he wasn't fully able to say ambulance. And the way that he said something like alien, aliens, or something like that, <laughs> yeah. aliens, it kind of sounded like aliens. And then uh, I figured out that he was saying ambulance, but the uh, the the vision of like alien in an ambulance came to me at that moment, and. Um, and then it just it, it occurred to me to uh, to sort of do this alphabet song with a creature and a vehicle, uh-huh. and so um, uh, you know I kind of uh, took that and and I had I did a little bit of it and then set it aside and came back to it and I almost didn't even put that on the record because I was thinking that it was just going to be too long by the time you get to Z, uh-huh. <laughs> it just turns into it just turns into a long song. Um, but uh, but then uh, the the part about um, sort of being using your imagination and start trying to share those ideas with people in your family and your teacher and nobody like sort of getting it <laughs> and then finding a friend who's like right on the same wavelength with you that that story kind of just developed as I was um, as I was putting all those like creatures and vehicles together <laughs> uh. and then the uh, the da 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 part came later like after I had finished. Uh, all the rest of it. And then, and I was like looking at the song thinking, Oh, this is just never going to work for a record because it's just too long. Um, And then it occurred to me to put that, that little chorus in to kind of give you a moment to sort of process all the images that are flying by. Um, And, and, and to have a little part that people could sing along with, because I'd like to sort of have a little audience participation part as much as possible in in my songs. Um, And so it's, it's been surprising to me the reaction to that song. Um, that one's been uh, getting a lot of attention. Um, and uh, and then so as I was preparing to actually record it, I thought, you know, one thing that would uh, make it more interesting and be um, and help it to go a little bit faster, I guess, for the for the listener is, is if we made it into a duet between the friends. And mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, so I, I asked Barry Lewis Polisar, who um, I was also in contact with through just uh, children's music circles. And for some reason, the uh, he had so many uh, wonderful story songs right. that it sort of felt like it was sort of um, 
in his style in some way or like up his alley. And I thought maybe he would have, he would enjoy doing that. So I just kind of out of the blue contacted him and asked him if he would, if he would be interested. And he was so warm and, and welcoming and wonderful. And, um, and he ended up coming to the studio and recording that with me. And we had just a great time uh, doing that. Um, And, and in fact, when he came to the studio, we were working on the giant and colossal squid song. And, and as we were walking in, I said, Oh, haha, there's like this dialogue part uh, in this song. And, and at the, at that point, like no one in the band wanted to do the dialogue with me because they Uh, were like feeling shy. uh (laughs) So I was like, Oh, we could do the dialogue. And I just kind of said it in passing. And then uh, as they were finishing, they were working on like the bass part or something when we, when we walked in and then he said, Hey, did you want, did you want to do that uh, dialogue part? And I was like, yeah, and I almost like couldn't believe it. You know, he was he was just so willing ah, so to uh, you know to to give of himself. So we had we had fun. We did the dialogue part in the giant and class was good, and then we we did the uh, the duet part in the alien and the ambulance, and then ah, so good. that just won this award in this uh, uh, in the songwriting contest, cool. and that one is being played on Sirius XM. So it's nice. funny to me how it how how things develop because like i said i almost thought oh i'm not gonna include this one because it's too long and whatever so yeah um, there you go awesome you never I, know where things are gonna you go. never know where things are gonna go or who you're gonna work with right like it's a good it lesson for everybody right conversation and all, with yeah. my two-year-old yeah well <laughs> as all good things do it's all good things do so t- <laughs> right. t- tell us uh tell us a little bit about your your bandmates about what your bandmates Oh, my bandmates, yeah. So um, my bass player is named Wardell Howell, and he is uh, he m- mostly plays like jazz and R and B with grown up groups, and uh, and he uh, we connected. Um, he was actually doing a guest um, a guest spot with my friend Uncle Devin, um, who is another uh, DC based kindy artist, and we were both um, doing a guest. Um, I was doing some guest vocals and he was playing bass and we connected there and then um, ended up uh, ended up working together and we've been he's been uh, in the band for a while uh-huh. um, for like four years or something um, and then um, my other bandmates um, <laughs> uh, so my, there was there my my bandmates have changed my so at first I played oh. with this guy Kweku and Kweku um, we I was playing at a uh, Earth Day festival and um, uh, and he was there selling drums he's also a drum maker oh, cool. and um, he ended up joining in on one of the songs and we ended up connecting and he played with me for a while but then he got very busy um, making sorry somebody's ringing my doorbell oh. <laughs> if that came through the radio um, and he um, he ended up. Um, playing with me for a while but then he got busy making drums and he and his wife had a drum store he's actually originally from ghana and he travels to ghana and makes drums and then um brings them back to sell them in the u.s and um and so he was he was like traveling and making drums and couldn't play some gigs that we had scheduled and so um his wife ended up uh, playing with me she's also a drummer and a drum teacher Kristen Arndt and so uh so then she ended up joining the band ah. and uh and and she um like I said she was also running the store with him and there was a point I wish she couldn't play some gigs that we had scheduled and she <laughs> um she also has an all-women's um drumming collective called Belly Belly Rhythm Collective so she um offered one of her bandmates to join me so that's Ayana Galant ah. <laughs> and Ayana joined uh, joined in for some gigs and then she ended up joining the band so now um, when possible we all four play together and um, 
and uh, Anayana is also a middle school music teacher and uh, singer and plays lots of instruments. So she plays drums, but she also sometimes plays other things like trumpet and uh, other percussion. She plays guitar as well, although she doesn't typically play in the band. So it's um, it's fun having uh, options to do different things and sort of it's, it's helped the band to our sound to grow into different ways, um, which is really fun. That's great. Yeah, it's that's so good. Um, okay, so... And it's fun having like harmony voices to sing with too. I love that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. I mean, th- that's what makes it go around. That's what makes the world go around. Harmony and rhythm, I think. So, right. um, okay, so this latest record is called Positronic, and I believe it's available where ever people get their music right and um, absolutely yep amazon itunes cd baby um all the all those places great spotify you cool. know all that good stuff all right so you if, can get on my website which is um, marcia and the positrons.com great we also have some cool t-shirts you can oh <laughs> gotta get a positron t-shirt that's awesome <laughs> um and so is is the website the best way to keep up with everything that's going on with you all yeah, that's a great way to keep up with us. With okay, us. great. Um, and uh, yeah, and like I said, you can find us in most of, most online places where you find music. Great, awesome. Well, Marsha, it's been so interesting and cool getting <laughs> to know you and hearing. Uh, you know, I I think that there's uh, it's really interesting to hear the the work that goes into making these songs, right? Like you didn't just come mm. up with the words, but you really like. In your case, you really had to do some research, and I think that that's uh, that's an important <laughs> thing for 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 people to know that like it doesn't just come out of the air. Like sometimes you have to research what antimatter is, and sometimes right. even more than that, you never know when a song is really going to need some antimatter lyrics in it. So I think <laughs> I, I thank you for bringing all that to the table. Um, it was really awesome to talk to you and get to know you, and thanks for uh, reaching out and making this happen. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. And I, I, um, I enjoyed it so much. Great. All right. Talk to you soon. Humongous thanks to Marsha Goodman-Wood for hanging out with me for episode 200. Check out her music. In just a second, you can hear the whole song, Positrons, from the album Positronic by Marsha and the Positrons. In the meantime, thank you very, very much once again for hanging with me, being with me, sticking with me. It uh, means a lot, you know? It means a lot. What? Well, it means a lot. It does. It means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here is Positron from Positronic by Marsha and the Positrons. And posit- this is positively perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, talk to you soon. Electrons dance around in atoms, nucleus made of protons and neutrons. Sometimes two atoms share electrons, and they form covalent bonds. Groups of atoms make up compounds we encounter every day. Positrons are a different story. They come from black holes far away. Oh, antimatter exists. Quantum physics is real.
lies, chin up and rise. Make the world a better place to be. Because antimatter exists. Quantum physics is real. And what's most important is the curiosity you feel. Relativity's how the universe actually works. Whoa, antimatter exists. Quantum physics is real. Stuff.